State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help with funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We all can't help but wonder what adventures lie just over the next ridge. A Nissan Rogue, Nissan Pathfinder, or Nissan Armada will take you there. If you're taking on your adventure in the 2024 Nissan Rogue, class-exclusive Google built-in is always your updating assistant to call on for almost anything. Along with Assistant, Google Maps and Google Play Store are built right into the 12.3-inch HD touchscreen infotainment system of the 2024 Nissan Rogue. Nissan's SUVs have the capabilities to take you where you want to go. Learn more at NissanUSA.com. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Yep, ghetto boys is back and reloaded All in your mind, yeah, now deep-throated This is for the streets, the real, the railroaded The disenfranchised, the truth, the scapegoated And they know it, we speak the truth so they quote it Cause we wrote it, the north, south, the east coast It's the GB knocking, we keeping your head bobbing It ain't no stopping And once the beat drops in By then, the system is so corrupt They throw the rock out their hands and then blame it on us It's GB don't get it twisted, on cold and we ain't dancing for no buttermilk biscuits. It's Willie D, y'all. Scarface is in the building. Collectively, we are the Ghetto Boys. Reloaded. Reloaded with another episode of information and instructions to help you navigate through this wild, crazy, beautiful world. In the studio, Jay Prince, Larry Hoover Jr., Wendy Hoover. She is the mother of Larry Hoover Jr. and the wife of Larry Hoover Sr. We are here, family, because there is a movement, a strong movement to free Larry Hoover. According to Wikipedia, Larry Hoover is an American gang leader, co-founder of the Chicago Street Gangs, uh, Gangsta Disciples. Hoover is serving six life sentences at the ADX Florence Prison in Florence, Colorado. He was sentenced to 200 years for a 1973 murder and in 1997, after a 17-year investigation of conspiracy, extortion, money laundering, and running a continuing criminal enterprise by leading a gang from state prison in the United States of America. I don't know how they let that happen, but anyway, uh, he received a life sentence after all of these things. I mean, he sounds just like a dangerous man. He just sounds like more dangerous than Saddam Hussein and George Bush and all of them, man. How in the hell does America let a black man be that dangerous and still alive? Uh, Maybe you can help me out here, man. I mean, he's your father, man. Who, we know this is what they're saying Larry Hoover is. To us, Larry Hoover is is a dear friend, a brother, a political prisoner. Who is Larry Hoover to you? Well, first of all, um, Larry Hoover's my father. You know what I mean? That's obvious. I'm Larry Hoover Jr. But the definition that they 
put in Wikipedia, Larry Hoover is formally known as the leader of the Gangster Disciples. Larry Hoover, as a kid, started that organization. And, um, you know, just growing up in a poor community, the example of gangs and controlling your community is what he's seen from all of the other um, white gangs and things that was going on around him. But he, as he got older, he switched that to growth and development because he's seen a lot of young men that was living gang life coming to jail, and he already had like a ridiculous sentence. So he um, he used his leadership skills to change that over and try to change lives. They just don't want to let all of the accomplishments that he had as far as um, changing his community go forward and let that be his, his imprint on who he is. They just want to keep it as gangster disciples because he had leadership skills and he was using it to make a change. He was trying to follow in the footsteps of Mayor Daly, which came from who came from the streets and had the numbers and they got together and got into politics and he was trying to do the same thing. And when he showed that it was actually possible that he had the followers to actually make an imprint on some in a political situation, you know, they had to silence him when they said he was trying to do the right thing with the power that he possessed. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Wendy, you uh, perhaps knew Larry better than anybody. Um, you are the link between family the outside community to Larry Hoover. Uh, what is his frame of mind these days? His frame of mind is, is stable. It's solid. It's it's like he's still out here in the world mentally. Yeah. What, what's it? What's it like? Like being the wife of a man who has you know been in prison all this time and being able to. Uh, stick by him all this time. How do you do that? <laughs> um, compassion for one, love, and all of the strength my mother gave me by sticking by me and understanding that I needed to keep trying to fight to help him get back home, not knowing it was going to be over 40 years waiting on him to come home. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's wild. You know, the, the thing is, you know, would come to my mind oftentimes, like when in these type of situations where, um, a woman got to hold it down, you know, and, you know, at the same time, you know, you have, you know, his child and well, you have his children and, um, you, you have to hold it down and at the same time maintain hope, right? So yeah. how has it been as far as the 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 burden side of you know like where whereas where you have to deal with the you know the constant attacks on him when it looks like you might be getting gaining some traction where Larry might be coming home and then next thing you know it gets struck down, you're waiting on a judge to to, to to sign off on something or you're trying to get some action from the governor and every time we're talking how many decades it's been now what at least what it's been what four four decades now yeah. since se- yeah. 73 five decades somebody gonna be 50 yeah what what <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, what, what what do you say to people that say well 
you know, why are we fighting for this guy that brought so much, you know, uh, pain to the community? There are people out there that look at Larry and say his former life, he's done this and he's done that. He he don't deserve to have this type of uh, uh, attention brought to his, his name. Uh, he don't deserve to have Kanye West and Drake and all these type of people supporting him. Let's use that support for somebody else. What do you say to those type of people? Um, it, it, it need be that they need to understand, one, if this was someone in their family and they really cared and they really knew the person, that they would be there fighting for that family member. I mean, Larry has shown compassion and he deserves redemption. And that's all he's trying to get is he tried redeeming himself. And as he tried redeeming himself by helping his community, they felt like uh, he was doing some underhanded when they know he was doing more than his share to try to redeem himself. He realized what he did at a younger age was not proper, but that's what he had learned. But then he also learned that it was time to help correct his wrongs. And the only way to do that was to reach out and start helping his community. And that, that would give him redemption for himself because he didn't want to see all these kids coming into the institution and have to deal with what he had to deal with, especially when a lot of them could go in there and tell him that they knew his sons out on the streets. What are some of the misconceptions that people have about Larry Hoover? That, that he's a monster and he's not a monster. He's always been concerned about uh, the kids. Yeah. I mean, he, 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 he always, <laughs> he always was respectful for the, his elders and families. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he's a person people just really don't understand. They just think he just this wild, uneducated fool, and uh, that's not true. He he ed he got education. He he got educated. In the institution, when he went in there, he was like at a sixth, sixth grade level. At this point, I believe if he just went that far, he could have his master's in anything he wanted. Yeah, uh, Larry, you, you want? To yeah, I just wanted to speak on when you was asking, um, why does he deserve this help? Because he was sentenced to five or six life sentences for a nonviolent drug crime. And the First Step Act made it to whereas they overcharged people. It was the discrepancy between powder cocaine and crack cocaine that they charged these guys with. And with the First Step Act, he he deserves relief. Most of the people on this case have come home and they are both they all charged with the same crimes. They had the same charges and they have been released. But with him, it's up to the judge's discretion. So, I mean, if the law states that you do the time for the time they give you for the crime that you committed. His time is up. The law, I mean, the judge actually stated that he um, qualifies to be released under the First Step Act. But it's his discretion on whether on whether he will cause harm to the community. He's a 71 year old man who's not going to cause harm to the community. Also, he was trying to help the community before 
they silenced him. It almost seems as though they silenced him because of what he was doing. You know, when when a when a black man can get ten thousand voters together to shut down city hall and shut down the stock market, and they keep saying that this doesn't show what he was trying to do in his community. I don't understand it. Like all of the good that he was trying to that he was trying to do, but just because of the law is why he deserves uh you know deserves to come home because the law states that he qualifies to be released. You can't charge him on what you think he might do. Give him a chance and see what he might do. And if he commits a crime or does something illegal, once you give him the fair shot that you're giving everybody else that's on that case, if he does that, then pick him up and send him back. I know they're going to be watching him, but he deserves the opportunity like everybody else that's in the same situation with him that's coming home. That's why, uh, we, call, that's that, why we call him a political prison yeah. because this is political. Uh, let me have some insight on this as well uh, because Miss Wendy used a very powerful word, redemption. And that word, the judges, the prosecutors, you know, all the people that call it, themselves Christians and believers of God, that redemption word is a powerful word. But if you notice, when it comes to redemption for our people, it's out the dictionary, it's out the Bible. You know, nobody want to practice this word redemption when it comes to our people. And uh, that's a problem. That's a problem uh, in the past, in the future, and it's going to be a problem in the present if we don't exercise redemption. Jay, how long have you been knowing Larry? When did y'all meet? I met my brother Hoover uh, back in the ghetto boy days when we was first embraced shortly after we was embraced uh, by Chicago. And I know you all remember how we would do like two shows in one day sometime and how Chicago showed us so much love. You know, they would fill the, the arenas up and different things like that. And he asked that I come, would come and meet him. And I, you know, was honored to go and meet him. And up on meeting the man is uh, where my life was changed forever because uh, I met a man that was uh, was sharp, you know what I mean, was brilliant. You know, I met a man that was different from most of the men that I had met that was free. And even though he was behind them bars, he was free. Now, when I entered that joint, <clears throat> you know, he was even sharper than me. You know, he had the gators and different <laughs> things on and, you know what I mean? He was he was sharp, but the walk that we took around that prison yard and the conversations that we had around that prison yard, uh, he tapped into my spirit to the extent where I knew he wasn't lying to me. I knew he wasn't fake. I knew he wasn't phony. I knew that the growth and development of vision that he had was bigger than what had went on in the past. Now, the truth be told, we all have a past. You know what I mean? The truth be told, Mayor Daly and many others, Kennedys, everybody have a past. You know, as a kid, we all done a lot of dumb things. 
But as we matured and became grown men, we put childish things away and start focusing in different areas. What he said to me was uh, so powerful until I didn't want to keep it to myself. And that's how the intro and everything came about where the Ghetto Boys was concerned because on the Resurrection album, you know, I want to share with the world because, you know, as you all witnessed, the words that he said was worthy of sharing. So in the face of all kinds of threats from all the three letter HPD police departments, y'all know the stand that we took together as a unit, as the Ghetto Boys, you know, we move forward and we allowed his voice to be heard around the world. Now, that was a long uh, answer, but that's how I met Larry Hoover. <laughs> no, that's, that was a well worth uh, listening answer, you know. Miss um, Wendy, I mean, I, I just got so many questions for you. Like, I mean, you, like I said, you, you probably know, you got it. You, at least you know him better than everybody in this room does. Yeah, that's true. And, and, I just want to know, like, what was it like when you guys first met? Like, when you first met, you first laid eyes on him or he laid eyes on you. What was that like? I mean, wh what happened? You know, who you hollered at him first. You said, hey, let me holler at you for a minute. Or wh wh how'd that go? <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. Let's see. As, as, as that goes, I have a younger sister. And she was having a, uh, a house party. Now, I'm just a year older than her, but I grew up faster than her. So I was supposed to be one of the chaperones at the house party. And one of my cousins, she was also supposed to be a chaperone because my parents were out of town. And my sister's boyfriend who now I have a niece from him. And he, and his name was Larry also. So it was Larry Turner. It was Larry Hoover. And they came around to the party. And that's when the guys was wearing the process and the hair all did up and called themselves trying to be dressers and whatever. So, but he came to the party. <clears throat> when the party was over, everybody left. <clears throat> Excuse me. And my sister's boyfriend came back to the house and said, my friend want to meet you. And I said, well, who are you talking about? And he said, I'm going to go get him. He want to he wanna come talk to you. And he went outside. Now, mind you, my cousin and I already had conversation about him when he came in the door because he was really looking, looking good. And she was saying, Oh, I'm finna talk to him. And I say, oh, no, you're not. You're not going to talk to him. I'm going to talk to him. Well, as it turned out, he sent my sister's boyfriend back in there to see if I would talk to him. And he came into the house. Everybody was gone from the party. And it just that night, we just end up sitting up in the living room and we talked all night long. I didn't know nothing about who no Larry Hoover was. I just knew Larry Hoover. Uh, that his name was Larry. Oh, right. So, yeah. so fast forward. You know, you guys take to each other, and 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 you know, y'all, you you feeling him, he's feeling you, and now y'all, you 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 getting into a relationship. Uh, tell us about what I want to know is like like what type of guy was Larry Hoover 
as an individual, a person, because we only know when, what, well, I'm saying as far as the general public, the general public only know what they hear. They hear the, the it's almost like folklore or something, you know, but we all, the general right. public only know what they hear. You know, I want you to tell us what type of person, what type of human being is Larry. Uh, a very respectful, caring. I mean, he loved children. Is always concerned about that, but he's very respectful. An instance that I know about is that him and the guy had got into it one time. And he wanted to address this guy. And it just happened that he bumped into this guy on the streets with his mama, with the guy's mother coming from the grocery store. And he in turn, and I guess he had maybe a couple of more people with him, but anyway, they helped that guy take his mother's groceries home so they could keep him outside. So whatever issues they had, they was going to deal with it after they made sure his mama was in the house safe. Wow. Beautiful. That's beautiful. Huh. Huh. I love that. Huh. Yeah. So that, that, that's, that's, that's what I know. And then I start hearing about, uh, do you know who you messing around with? That's uh, Larry Hoover. He getting all kind of trouble and he run the game. But I didn't see that side. He didn't show me that side. And that's another reason people never believe that I don't know all of what he was going through because I didn't because he kept it away from me. I knew he was doing things he had no business doing, but he didn't bring it home to me. You know, he kept it out in the streets. I mean, yeah. I mean, basically, he's a he's a man of of morals and respect. You know, he um he always he say you a man first before anything. You know, what I mean, and he know how to give respect. That's how he got so much love and respect from other guys. You know. Even in a situation since he's been in, he's been in jail most of his life. When 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 guys come in and they come in and they from different organizations, you know, he introduces himself to the guys as they come in the door, so they can try to meet each other, and have some type of understanding, and know each other. So they wasn't meeting each other when somebody stole a a cupcake, and now this organization is um into it with the other organization and. Now they don't know each other, so it's no way to solve or hash these situations out. So he's just a man that with morals and respect, you know, he don't understand what he's hearing about that's going on on the streets nowadays. He can't even, you know, really understand it. But yeah, he's a he's a man of respect and morals. How much is my yeah, time? We yeah. don't leave me out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I wanna I wanna be able to uh because I had the honor of speaking with him a few times uh, in the past and the present. Uh, he's a man where it's yes mean yes and it's no mean no, meaning he's a, he's a man of his word. You know what I mean? Right. If he uh, tell you he's going to do something, he's going to do it. He's a man with a vision. He's a visionary person. He's a man that know how to think. You know what I mean? A lot of people don't know how to think. He really know how to think. He because he's a leader. He's a leader, and 
that's what a lot of people have a problem with his leadership mindset. You know, uh, in the past, you know, uh, one may have uh, done things that, you know, wasn't as a kid. You know, idea we all we all done dumb shit before. We that's why we as a people and I were in a in a, a generation understand him so much more than other people understand him because, you know, we understand where we come from and we understand that people with voices like him and, and a mindset like him, we will listen to them above the police and above the president and all these different people that want to have a voice in our community, but they don't mean shit in our community. So it almost appear that purposely, you know, the individuals that have changed and that will really have a voice in our community, it's a conspiracy to to put a muzzle over their mouth because they don't want us to hear from them because they know actual change will take place. And this is the sleeping giant that needs to be awakened, you know, where our people are concerned so we can fight harder you know, for people like Hoover and so many other political prisoners. How, how much of that putting that muzzle on people like Larry Hoover is responsible for the violence and, and, and the, the, the disorganization that's going on in, in Chicago right now with the youth? You know, I, I don't know the percentage. You know, I'm not here to lie and say the percentage, but I... This is what I know. I know his voice means something, you know, and I know his voice means something to the mass in Chicago because I understand me. I understand the youth. Like, they ain't never been our age. We've been their age. So we understand them a little better than they even understand themselves. But, you know, Larry, you can speak on that. Mm -hmm. I mean, basically it's a... It plays a major role because it's a disconnect between the the youth and the elders. You know, when when the elders are not there, they don't know how to how to respect for the elders. So, you know, with with, with taking the elders away, the youth the the youth are missing something. You know but what I mean? Wasn't that the plan all along? Though? I mean, it, it's you know? it, it's definitely the plan. Nobody wants us to come together and um. Man, my father always talk, spoke of being a power to be reckoned with. And the, the power came in the numbers. And his whole life, he's been he's been knowing that power came in numbers. Even as far as, as a youth, when he didn't even have the right mind frame and he put the organization together, he knew that the power was in the numbers. And when it came to getting older and seeing what needed to be done to make changes and voting and trying to put people in position to um, make changes in our community, the power is in the numbers. You know what I mean? So, I mean, just, that's just that's just who he is. He was always about um, bringing people together. But when, and when they took him away, it just, it just took a voice of reason away. Like, it was youth that they talk about it. They put it on the news. And there's guys that was out there when we was – doing marches and stuff, and um, they put them on the camera, and they'd be like, well, why y'all here? And they'd be like, I don't know. But the thing is, 
if he had the power to bring the people here and they was going to come and follow and it was for something positive, that's something to be scared about because you can get these people here that regularly wouldn't have been here. You know, they didn't know why they was there, some of them, but they was there because they was following what the lead was and the lead was taking them to do something positive. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, that's like fearful. Like you can get these individuals that we can't talk to and we can't get them to calm down to come together and come get on the bus and go march and shut down city hall and shut down the stock market. Like that's, that's America's biggest threat. Yeah, that's like a, a smart, a sharp fear. black man that yeah. that we we always encourages encourages people boys. to go out and vote and and take control of their communities and yeah. you, you know as long as you have someone in in, in these particular uh, high places, so to speak, they gonna always you know speak their language. They'll never speak our language. Their language. They'll never speak out for us. They'll never speak up for us. So we have somebody in office that represent. His people, you know, but not ours. Mm -hmm. And I see that all the time with, 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 with the different politicians that I come in contact with. And I'm thinking to myself, yeah, you, you bico, black in color only. Mm -hmm. That's it. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and that's a bigger threat to America than a terrorist, a black man with a voice, with leadership. That is followers. considered a terrorist oh, in yeah, America. Man, you know, you, you encapsulated that perfectly, man, on that on that ghetto boys point of no return. Yes, sir. Good God. Man, you shit, boy, you made me go I ain't tell I never told you this, but you made me go rewrite my verse. <laughs> <laughs> Say, man, you said, what if I learned to work, work your, your beat? beat. And fuck with you in the ways that you fuck with me, and underline all your downfalls. Underline them. Show you Can't how you, you fuck it up, up and bring the pound down on you. Infest your neighborhood, neighborhood with a drug, drug called hate. hate. It shot your income and control y'all fate. Provide you motherfuckers with that shit to look cool and price it out. And of price range it out of range. Keep, keep your ass, your ass out, out of school. school. You don't work. You don't eat. You don't eat. You don't eat. You don't sleep. You don't sleep. And then, and then I, I got, got your ass, ass on the motherfucking streets. Hmm. Poisoning your, your own okay. breed, turning you from Jesus, get you out your faith and hit your ass with diseases and now you can't reproduce. They go, your children, I ain't worrying about you dying slow because I'm going to keep you killing. Poisoning hmm. your dream from the jump, holding you in the penitentiary like a punk where you can't do shit unless I tell you. Hmm. Yeah. I ain't no man, you yeah, a failure. Yeah. And you wonder why I hate him and I paint this picture? Because the government is fucked up. Yeah, it has yeah. been, and it always will be until we decide to take that initiative on ourselves to push our neighborhoods to get those people in that actually give a fuck about those people. Yeah, vote for me when I run for president. Does, does anybody have <laughs> an answer for what can be done about these judges having so much latitude? Like these judges, they are human beings. When they make these decisions, they bring their own prejudices. To the table when they when they consider making a decision on who they're gonna give a break to, who they're not gonna give a break to, they have they bring those prejudices to the table with them. Let me ask you a question. You know, before that face, yeah, because this first step back, right? That mm -hmm. that you know, my brother who will qualify for, you know, he he qualified for this. People on his same case has been released. They free. They here with us. Mm -hmm. Now, this word discretion is an interesting word. You know what I mean? It's a word that I think is wrapped around racism, is contact, is connected to a whole lot of trickery, this discretion. Because 
you know, I don't even know how to spell it, but it's a word that uh, gives the judge power to play games. And I hope and I pray that this judge don't shoot, don't choose to play games with that discretion word, because to me, that word discretion is a really racist word. You know what discretion. I mean? Discretion. Yeah, mm. it gives the power to exercise racism. You qualify or you don't. You know, all this discretion business for one man to have after you qualify is trickery. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's political. It's a lot of politics around. It's a lot of games around that. And uh, one thing we understand, though, at this table, I believe, is that the, at the end of the day, God got the last say-so, the creator. You know what I mean? He has the last say-so, and we just believe that he's going to have the last say-so when he free him. And, you know, that's just a matter of time that day going to come, and it's going to be soon. Ghetto Boys Reloaded Podcast. We'll be right back after the break. Are you all about the NBA action? You've got to try Pick 6, the newest fantasy app from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Right now, new customers can earn a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 in Pick 6 credits when you deposit $5 or more. Getting started is simple. Just download the DraftKings Pick 6 app and sign up with code TBE. Pick at least two players and choose if they'll have more or less of a stat. Like, will they score more or less than 30 points or have more or less than eight assists? Lock them in and compete against others for a shot at huge cash prizes. Download the DraftKings Pick 6 app now and get started with code TBE. New customers can earn a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 in Pick 6 credits when you deposit $5 or more. Only on DraftKings Pick 6 with code TBE. The crown is yours. One offer per new customer. Minimum $5 deposit to receive a match of up to $100 in Pick 6 credits. Non-withdrawable and valid for Pick 6 use only. Expire after 180 days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Walbrook, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Nissan has a car for everyone, and that means every driver who wants more. Whatever your more is, more freedom, more head-turning style, more exhilaration, Nissan has it. Get more exhilaration behind the wheel of the Nissan Z, the sports car built to deliver the most thrilling drive ever. Make more moves with the Nissan Rogue that can switch between power and fuel efficiency at the press of the pedal. If you're craving more adventures with your crew, try the Nissan Pathfinder. 
the vehicle with the muscle to help you handle the journey. Want more of a rush with your drive? Zip around in the agile and stylish Nissan Sentra. And for a drive that's positively more electric, the Nissan Aria has the perfect combination of raw power and refined luxury. When you want more of what makes driving exciting, from sports cars and sedans to EVs, pickups and crossovers, you can rely on Nissan because more is all we do. To get the endless excitement and the more you've been looking for, check out Nissan's amazing lineup. Learn more at NissanUSA.com. 2023 EPA Fuel Economy Estimates. 30 City MPG. 37 Highway MPG. 33 Combined MPG for Rogue S and SV Front Wheel Drive. 28 City MPG. 35 Highway MPG. 31 Combined MPG for Rogue S and SV All Wheel Drive. 29 City MPG. 36 Highway MPG. 32 Combined MPG for Rogue SL and Platinum Front Wheel Drive. 28 City MPG. 34 Highway MPG. 31 Combined MPG for Rogue SL and Platinum All Wheel Drive. Actual mileage may vary with driving conditions. Use for comparison only. Let's switch gears for a moment. Uh, there's a documentary that's uh, in question right now uh, as in terms of uh, uh, who owns the rights to Larry Hoover's uh, life story. And uh, this documentary is, is, is causing a, a lot of uh, strife, you know, like... Who owns the right to Larry Hoover's name? And did y'all give this woman, I think, is it Chapman, something like that? Yeah, it's Karen Chapman that you're yeah. asking about. Okay, yeah. Did did you guys ever, like, formally give her the right to uh, to make that documentary and, and put it out? Did y'all give her ownership? No. No, we, we didn't give her ownership. At one point in time... We were working with Karen. She was an associate of ours. Okay. And she came in as if she was a friend of the family. That's that's the way she even got to go to meet my father is through my mother. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like she met him and set up a visit and he told her to come in. She came. She got to meet my father because my mother trusted that she was an upstanding individual. So did y'all build a bond with her first she was friends of a friend of the family first. Yeah, she started off as friends of the family, and we were trying to work together to do some things years ago. But the things never materialized that we were trying to do. And she disappeared with the footage from the interviews that she did. So how did that come about? How did the interview, the whole idea for the interviews come about? Because we were trying to, um, we were trying to do like a documentary and, uh, some book stuff at the time. So she was going in. They let her in to interview. Did she have experience in that field? I mean, she said she did. We met her. She was from L.A. and she was working in that field. Yeah. Okay. So so we we set it up for him to meet her, told him that it was okay, that she was okay, and that she was going to come in. And he agreed to, to speak with her. And then she went in for us. And the things that we were trying to do never happened. She never turned over the footage from the things that she did. I don't even remember exactly if um she was supposed to get um video footage or if she was trying to. It was audio only. Okay, so she was supposed to get audio and she had video footage. And the video footage that she took just happens to be hers. So she was... She was... um. She was undercutting us out the gate. You know, she went down there and took footage of something going to work for us and was doing something that was personally for her, she felt like, in the beginning. But mm-hmm. she was supposed to be working with us to 
either try to do a documentary or or no, book it type was situation. It to uh, Neil Strauss helping him get okay. his book put out, and that's why they were doing audio, having discussions with him for Neil to be able to help him write this book. So that was no paperwork initially signed with her. Y'all just it was just a trust thing. It, no, the only paperwork that was signed was to be signed for her to be able to record his voice. That was it. Okay. And then she went, and so she recorded the video. And when she recorded the video, she said, okay, this is mine. Well, she wasn't, he didn't know she was recording video. It was supposed to be audio only. She had a camera here, I, I take it somewhere. Yeah, and he that. only signed off for her to do the audio with him in order for Neil Strauss to write the book. Yeah. Will, this is mm. this is what you call a prime example of a snake. You know what I mean? Going in the uh uh going in there to do an interview that was set up by the family and she had her own agenda. You know what I mean? She had her own agenda then and she have her own agenda now. You know, this woman, you know, this uh, dude by the name of Officer Rat 100 is taking a position to, like, stand with this snake, you know, and in spite of, you know, and his thing is, like, this is an innocent elderly woman that Jay is trying to stand up on. That's the way he paint the narrative to uh to the people when it's the opposite. You know, ain't no she ain't no she ain't no uh victim. She a volunteer. You know what I mean? She's a snake. And she see opportunity. This was a snake that went into hiding. You know, she been on the rock hiding, but all of a sudden the buzz is going on where the Hoover name is concerned. So just like a snake you know, she want to come out and eat. And she got a clown. You know, this this Rat 100 guy has chosen to take a stand with a snake because he's a snake. And, uh, you know, we have a problem with that. We have a problem with that. And, you know, a lot of the lies that you are hearing, you know, is coming from him being in action. And, you know, I was just in L.A. not long ago. We was all there, and this dude, you know, came beside me with a whole different attitude as if he was trying to accommodate and help the family. You know, I've been watching him from a distance from a long time, you know, for a long time, and never really liked what I saw. But I have kind of viewed it as an opportunity for him to redeem himself if he could— uh like deliver or uh, contribute to delivering something for the family. But, you know, just like the snake that he is, he showed his true color. You know, you're dealing with a, a dude that'll that shit in the bed beside a baby and blaming on a baby. You know what I mean? He the one shit it, right? So that's that's just how, you know, how strong he liked to lie. He'll shit in the bed and blaming on the baby face. You know, imagine that. And, and a brother with diarrhea at the mouth, you know. That. Let, let me ask you, did, did, the, did, did Larry Hoover Sr. sign any kind of release to this woman 
for the documentary. Do anybody it, have knowledge of that? It, 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 that may have been the case or may not. But, but, but it's do, something do, that goes it, deeper than that. So if it if it was the case, is it possible that he thought he was signing something that was already agreed upon with the family? Well, one no. Thing. If he signed anything like he was being deceived, if he was if he signed over everything to her, like mm-hmm. there's no way he he would have done that. Like you know how no deep, way no way you're gonna cut the family out. How you cut you know like. You know, this this is a yeah. little too much information, but years ago we was trying to do something with Jay. And this is family, somebody he knows. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't sign this stuff over to Jay without mm-hmm. it being what it need to be. Right. This person he didn't even know. Yeah. So he definitely wasn't trying to sign if it was, that shows the snake who she is. She was deceiving him. But she's the type of person where we were trying to get my father, a package together for my father's pardon to show what his mind state was and who he was and what he was about. And she said, how am I going to get paid? Who's going to get paid for this? When we was trying to get a package together for his pardon, she wouldn't give us any other video to help put a package together because she was worried about who was going to get paid. Hmm. But only when she seen that we were dealing with Kanye and it was a buzz, then she came out and we were trying to put something together because we wanted to show something at the at the concert about who he was because we were trying to put bring recognition to his situation. Humanize him. Yeah, humanize him. And they sent a ransom video. It wasn't anything that you could use. All they were showing was that they actually had videos, something like five or six seconds. They didn't have them speaking or anything on there. And they, you know, they just trying to say to the world, like, like we being difficult when really they trying to Take what's ours. Take what's. I'm Larry Hoover Jr. This is Wendy Hoover. Like they trying to take what's ours. What deserves to come to our family? This woman is trying to, you know, eat off us as if we don't deserve what comes with the Hoover name. You know, I mean, it's man. She low down, and you know, I thought she was a friend. Like she was really. We treated her like family. I don't even understand this or where it came from. What I what is difficult for me to believe is that she tried it. You know what I'm saying? Like with the Hoover. You know what I'm saying? Like this ain't this, you know, this ain't no sucker shit, you know. This is everybody know this is this is documented. Yeah. It's real, it's solid, it's authentic. Yeah. You know, and you know, that that ain't gonna fly. You know that's not gonna fly. It don't, it's you know, I don't I don't understand, you know, how somebody could think that that's going to work out right. Yeah. You know, for them, you know, I, I mean, I, I just think the right, you know, I, to, for me, it's, it's, it's difficult for me to see that how some, someone would try to cut the family out period of anything. Like it, it, no matter who it, whether it was you, it was you guys or, or some other family, whatever, you know, how do you put a story out about a man without his family's approval? I wouldn't even want to be associated with it personally. You know, you know what's even yeah. deeper than the story, y'all. What's deeper than the story is his freedom. You know what I mean? His pardon was at the list where one could have contributed footage to humanize this man that was speaking intelligently about a lot of things. His freedom at the concert we wanted to put, you know, for Amazon to put in households around the world. To humanize this man, you know what I mean, 
where his freedom is concerned first. You know what I mean? All the other is is down the line. But you got a you got an individual that made it appear like sent us contracts and stuff like they was finna give us something of substance and gave us footage that was less than like twenty seconds. Ransom. <laughs> you know what I mean? Ransom footage. So you you're dealing with some cold individuals right here, some rats. You know what I mean? These are rats. And the whole movement is rat infested. And that's the reality of what we're dealing with. You know what I mean? No matter how one may try to change the narrative and make it the woman be the victim. Now, you ain't no victim. You was a volunteer to be a snake. You showed who you was. Now we, we got the flashlight on both of you. Because both of them snakes. Rat 100, Officer Rat 100, and Karen Chapman. Both of y'all snakes. And uh, the sooner they do the right thing, maybe, you know what I mean? <laughs> Just maybe, <laughs> you know, the burden will be lifted. So so where where are we with everything right now? Where are we with that? Well, everything right now is right here at the table. You know what I mean? We're talking about it. We want to shine a spotlight on it. And we don't believe in letting the enemy know all of our moves. You know what I mean? Because we are people, we are intelligent people. And my brother Larry Hoover is so intelligent until he would never sign no papers or whatnot, do nothing weak like they trying to portray him. You know, they act like he don't have people out here that love him. You know what I mean? That's how you treat people that that's by themselves. You know what I mean? That ain't the case. So... For one to take the position that they're taking, they're fools. They're fools. These are people of darkness. And this clown, if you think about him, here's a clown. Like, I love the hip-hop culture. I'm in love with the hip-hop culture. Blood, sweat, and tears went in my movement for the hip-hop culture. Here's a man that disrespect the dead, Tupac, Nipsey Hussle. You know, people that, that mean something to us, you know, 21 Savage, I look at how he, you know, get on the, the, the phone on his clubhouse with another rat and, and, and ride against him. Big U, you know, somebody that's respected in hip. Master P, you know, when I think about all the individuals that done something where hip hop is concerned, that means something to us where hip hop is concerned, and then you got a clown like this here, you know, that's talking about, you know, uh, lip wrestling by what he going to do to Jay Prince. You know what I mean? And and all I can say about things like that is I'm going to make him twerk if he come this way because I know who he is, right? I'm going to make him twerk with some lipstick and makeup on because, you know, that's that's the way that is with all that lip wrestling he's doing. You know, this dude is... Uh, like a real bozo. And I don't understand how L.A., because we got so much respect for L.A., but I, I, here's what I know about him in L.A. The man can't walk on his own block. You know what I mean? This, this, this whole movement between, like, him and then you got in Daddy, you got a Charleston White, right? I feel like talking about all this stuff, right? <laughs> you got a Charleston White. But, but Charleston White, is more real than he is. This whack 
Officer Wack 100 because Charleston White uh, will tell you he a rat and he going to call the police and he going to do all of that. This rat 100 dude slides up on the real ones and portray to be something that he not. You know what I mean? Which makes him more of a threat. So my advice to the hip-hop culture with individuals like him, don't let him know where you at when you go to L.A. Because we know what come with being rotten. You know what I mean? Let's 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 uh, delete the relationships with this wood rat. You know what I mean? Because he, he don't mean y'all no good. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> but and and to just to finish that off on where we at with it um they still try they still feel as though they can take advantage of the family. That that's where they feel like that's where they at with it. Mm-hmm. And and we we making this clear. This is not a a situation where we are advocating nothing. You know, it ain't about that. But what we are doing is shining the spotlight on people that's trying to take advantage of uh, our loved ones. And, you know, this interview is so much bigger than them. You know, uh, the whole focus in the big picture is free my father. You know what I mean? Because there's so many individuals that's fatherless uh, that sit in the same position. And just like the ghetto boys, just like we done for ghettos all around the world, we wanted to be a voice for individuals in the hood all around the world. So we're doing nothing different than what we always done. You know what I mean? Fighting for the the less fortunate, fighting for the voiceless. You know, the individuals that we know was good people, good individuals, and didn't have a didn't have a mic. So that's how we came together. That's how he embraced me. You know what I mean? When I went in there and visit uh my brother Hoover, he knew about all the songs. You know what I mean? I mean, lyrics. This this brother knew about this. I was shocked. I'm like, man, you've been studying. You've been listening to us. So this ain't no fake uh, embracement of love. You really understand what we've been talking about. And you understand the fearlessness and the nuts that we had to say what we said. And... He was in love with that. Yeah, he was definitely the fifth member of the group on that album. <laughs> on Resurrection, he was the fifth. He was the fifth member of the group. Ghetto Boys Reloaded Podcast. We'll be right back after the break. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Wallbrook, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 
We all can't help but wonder what awaits us around the next corner. What new roads are left to be discovered? What adventures lie just over the next ridge? Push beyond your current limits and find out. A Nissan Rogue, Nissan Pathfinder, or Nissan Armada will take you there. Where the road leads you and even where the off-road makes a way to. If you're taking on your adventure in a 2024 Nissan Rogue, class-exclusive Google built-in is always your updating assistant to call on for almost anything. Whether the adventure is about the destination the journey itself, or both. Your SUV will match your tenacity mile after mile. And no matter how far you wander, you'll remain tethered to home without the need to connect to your phone. Along with Assistant, Google Maps, and Google Play Store are built right into the 12.3-inch HD touchscreen infotainment system of the 2024 Nissan Rogue. Every one of Nissan's SUVs have the capabilities to take you where you want to go. The world is waiting to be discovered. What are you waiting for? Learn more at Nissan US. USA.com. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Miss Wendy, where are we now uh, in terms of uh, legalities with uh, Larry's case? We're still waiting on this judge. It's, it's up to this judge right now. As, as they say, the judge allowed him to have a second bite of the apple. And that's what everybody is diligently working towards, is getting paperwork and things together to help this judge make a decision of releasing him. And all we can do right now is wait. All of all the work is being done on the outside to be prepared for this judge. So yeah, we have to we have to answer the questions that um the judge felt discrepancy about. Trying to let him know that there's no reason for him to to worry about who he's letting back into the world. He's letting a good man into the world that could possibly make a change in the world. They don't, I don't believe they want him to do that, but you know, he could possibly make a change in the world. And and if they want him to leave and get out the way, he'll get out the way, but you know, give him his opportunity to come home. Man, it, we, we, we need whoever, whoever, man, we, we need every, all hands on deck. All hands we need on all deck. Hands on deck. And it's not just Chicago, you know, it's not just Chicago. It's every city in America. We need all hands on deck, man. Anybody that can motivate the youth, anybody that can inspire them, anybody can get them to get on the right track and leave the dumb stuff alone. Because we need them. They are our future. Like, you know, no matter what you might, some people may think about them. You know, I hear sometimes people say, well, you know, the youth are lost. I'm okay. They lost. Who the hell lost them? Yeah. I submit that it was the generation that came before them. If they're Mm. lost, we lost. We we did it. So it's up to us to find it. You lose, you lost it, you find it. You know. So it's up to us to help them find themselves. Yeah. yeah. And it's also up to us that see these these uh, these prosecutors and and some of these judges are really racist individuals, man. And we have to face reality about that. You know, some of these people, when it come to us making a mistake or whatnot, really feel that we 
don't deserve a second Not chance. Yeah. I mean, they I mean, all the way in their gut, in their in their spirit, in their soul. They mm-hmm. they straight races and and hate monsters. Matter of fact, the system is is built off of who you can lock up and who you can hate the most, you get promoted. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Think about how this whole thing is structured. So we're dealing with individuals like that, that you got old prosecutors right now that, you know, every time they hear the name Hoover, they want some spotlight. They want to come in and talk about the past. I talk to this man in the future. You know what I mean? I'm a, I'm a <clears throat> real good judge of character. You know, my intuition, my discernment is strong where an individual is concerned. I know this is a changed man. You know what I mean? I understand that I'm not talking to uh, 1970, 1980 Larry Hoover. But when they look at our color and they look at us, they don't have no forgiveness, man. Mm. No whatsoever. They don't believe it. They don't want to hear it. They just on automatic shutdown of hate. And it's a sad thing for our people to be in a position, speaking of the black people, to be in a position of power that want our vote, but won't stand up against these devils in high places. Funny thing, man, and this is what I know about you, to be factual. If there was any bullshit in that game at all, you're going to disconnect. I know that to be factual. That's true. I know you will never say anything about somebody somebody's character Hmm. that is not true. That's right. I know you very well. Hmm. And I know that you're not going to ride for nobody unless he absolutely right. That's real. And that's the realest shit I can say about that guy. Hmm. Because he's not going to endorse nothing that ain't the truth. So if you say that that man is a changed man and he's grown and learned from his mistakes, then I'm going to believe that. Yeah. No, I stand on that. I stand on that. Yeah. That's his son. He knew him all his life. Yeah. He knew him when he was born and he knew him now. He he witnessed the change with his eyes. I witnessed the change. Yeah. In conversation. You know, even though he bruised right now, he ain't broken. Mm. <laughs> I spoke with him. Hey, Junior, let me ask you a question, man. It's, some, it's the same question I had for Fred Hampton, Junior. You know, how is it like wearing that name, man, like, do you see it as as you know what's the upside and what's the downside? Is there is there is there an upside or downside? You know how, how do you view like wearing the name Larry Hoover, a name that's associated you know with such a, a polarizing figure and someone that some that some people you know still fear? All right. Well, for one, you know, knowing that I could be possibly considered a criminal. Because that's how they see my father, you know. I mean, that's one of the that's one of the downsides of it. Um, also, a downside is, you know, I, I view my father as a great man, and you know, living in his footsteps and in the, the shadow of Larry Hoover or anybody that would be considered a great man, it's kind of hard because it's like, what can you do to? Um, you know, fill the shoes of somebody that's considered a great man. You know, so that's kind of that's kind of a downside. But to go along with that, 
you know, I was raised the way that he was trying to raise the people that believed in him. Like I am an example of what growth and development is, you know, growth and development never stops. You, you keep growing and developing your whole life. I went to, I went to college. I got married. I have a family. I've been in my family's life the whole time. I've worked a job for 20 plus years. Like, I am an example of what my father was trying to do. Also with that, it was about trying to, you know, start your own business and all that other stuff. But, you know, I'm an example of what my father was trying to bring. He was trying to bring us to be part of the community and not outcasts of the community. But like I say, the downsides is living in the shadows of who my father is. Mm -hmm. Like I, you can't you can't match up to that. You know what I mean? Or it'd be very hard, you know, and the fact that people see you as how they see your father, the people that don't see him for who he became, the people that see him for who he is in the past. And to look at you and look at the name and say that, oh, that's the son of the, the leader of the gangster disciples. So he must be a criminal also, you know, so it's just, um, you know, it's kind of it's kind of tough to walk in the shadows of Larry Hoover because people are looking for you to be Larry Hoover. You know, you know, I got to I want to follow up on that. Will. I think that testimony that he just made is, is so powerful. I think it's the most powerful of all. You know what I mean? Because this is his son. You know, I don't know too many people other than his wife that's closer. And for him to turn out the way he has turned out is the perfect example. If you think about every other criminal in the past that meant no good, their son didn't mean no good. You know what I mean? If you think about the guys and all them people, their son went a whole different direction, right? The, the dailies. Yeah, daily. a whole lot of them. You know what I mean? So he was talking to his daddy. You know what I mean? He always had his mama, Miss Hoover, but he was talking to his daddy, too. So for him to be as focused as he is and sharp as he is right today, I see his daddy all over. You know what I mean? So to me, that's like the perfect living example that we can touch of his work. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Of his word living in and different things. So, you know, that's uh, that's just powerful to me. Miss Wendy, did did you have any hesitation about naming Junior after his father? No. <laughs> and I got that same question for you, Junior. Did you have any uh, question? Did you have any doubt about naming your son after you? Because your son is uh, your your son is is Larry Hoover the third. You know, I thought about it, but I couldn't do nothing different. Mm. You know, I thought about different names and like, man, let's go put um, something on him that he got to deal with. But tell him how proud he was that you did that. <laughs> <laughs> but but I couldn't do nothing else. I had to name him Larry. You know, that's my only son. We got to got to keep it going. Yeah. 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 You know, my brother told me thank you one time uh, speaking to Larry Hoover and. He was saying thank you for 
you know, spending time and different things where his grandkid was concerned. And he said to me, he said, you know, I'm glad that they ain't got to hold their head down where I'm concerned. That was heavy to me, you know what I mean? Because he was a stand-up individual. You know, he was a man. And he is proud that none of them have to hold their head down where he is concerned. Mm-hmm. I just thought I'd say that. Yeah. That was his words. Hey, what's going on with the uh, the clothing line? Uh, are y'all still doing Ghetto Prisoner? You know what? We're trying to get back to Ghetto Prisoner, man, because it's on... Um, it still stands today to mean, you know, what Ghetto Prisoner was about and being a prisoner of this society and this government and stuff that we live in. I mean, it still stands, yeah. you know, so we trying to get back to getting Ghetto Prisoner going. You know, we don't actually have the whole the line going at this moment. But, yeah, we trying to get back to that because it the, you know what? He prophesies on the album when we was talking about mm-hmm. the Ghetto Prisoner and mm-hmm. all that. He prophesies what's going on right now. So, yeah, we're trying to get back to it. You know, some weird. I want to. I want to talk about this, this inhumane situation that they got him in. You know, he's in an inhumane situation. Twenty three hours a day. Really, twenty four. Twenty four hours a day in this little small pig pen situation. Metal pig pen. Yeah, metal pig pen. You know, next to bombers and all kinds of people that tried to, you know, destroy the United States of America and got less time than he have. And, well, uh, well yes, I want, uh, don't, don't, don't lose your train of yeah. thought, but I just want to interject real quick. Well, if you look at the social construct of America, Larry fits the mold of somebody that's trying to destroy America because mm. part of America is destroying black people. <clears throat> You know, that's part of the social construct. It's to hold black people back. It's to circum. Is 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 to subjugate black people. But go ahead. So with him trying to uplift them, he become a strong enemy. Is what exactly. you're saying? He's an enemy. Okay. Yeah. No. That I'm I'm suffering from that. So I understand that piece. But it's a cold piece, man, to have these trained guards. You know, these different people that's like policing him, watching him, twenty four seven. And yet and still they accuse him of all these untruths that's coming out and they watching him 24 seven. And then they got people like with our color that's brainwashed that participate in this legal slavery that goes on in this place, man. And uh, I just, you know, for some reason it's hard for me to not believe in my people and to give up on my people. And, and I try to like encourage them wherever they are, because a lot of them are in these units, you know, such as this, 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 what's the name of that place? ADX. They in the ADX, our people. And, you know, for them to be in positions and be punks and be, you know, uh, cooperate and follow the, the, the glide lines of the slave masters and different things like that. I, I hope and I believe that 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 will change. You know what I mean? Because that's where the change needs to take place. It got to be with us. You know, committing black on black crime 
any kind of way, wherever you at, that's going to be the solution in the beginning of change. For that to stop in the free world, for that to stop behind the bars, for that to stop under the ocean. You know what I mean? Even the niggas under the ocean, the black on black crime have to stop. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's the beginning. That's going to be the real beginning. Man, what was the beginning of this big concert that you did in L.A. with Drake and Kanye? How did you pull that off? Larry, I mean, how much involvement Larry, did you have in that? Larry can speak on that. Um, so, what well, well, my father seeing that um that we knew that we knew Kanye and knew that we had some type of connect with with Drake and seeing that they had it in the media with them, you know, going back and forth with each other. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And he was like one that can't, can't something be done about that because to see the two biggest stars in the industry going at it and knowing that it was a possibility that somebody might get hurt because of what he's been seeing with all these other um, entertainers before them. It's like, can't somebody, you know what I mean? Say something to, get this together because it, it makes no sense for these two individuals at the top of the food chain to, to be in this situation. And, you know, it all started from there, um, reaching out to them, trying to get them to, you know what I mean? Put an end to what they was going to, what they had going on, because it also could have been, um, it could be a domino effect for all the other individuals that's out here dying. If the two biggest people in the industry stop, you know, going at each other and cut their beef off. Maybe some people that's up under them this beefing might see like, well, if these two guys can, can you know, silence it and cut it off, maybe some more people can do it. But there he goes in a situation where he's locked up and locked up for trying to be a peacemaker in the community, still trying to make peace. You know what I mean? He mm-hmm. just wanted to see that, um, he wanted to make some peace and hope that it could be a domino effect because it to him... It makes no sense for these individuals to get themselves in position to make this money, be able to make changes, help their families, help their communities, and then wind up dying as if they were still in the streets. Hmm. You know, so it all just started from a, a vision to 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 make peace. How, how do people with the the loudest voices in our community, you know, going at it, and you know, probably their entourage was go hurt each other. A lot of times it's not the the main individuals, it's the people that's trying to protect them because they the people that feed them. You know what I mean? So it just started from, you know, just trying to bring some peace between them guys. And then with bringing peace between them guys, it was bringing awareness to his situation, which, of course, because we didn't get all the information we needed to. We didn't get a chance to make all the awareness that we wanted to. But... It was just something to bring awareness to him and let everybody know that he's still alive and the injustice that's being done to him and to also, you know, set the platform for these artists out here in the world to, you know, man, make money. Let's have peace. Let's y'all can do a lot of things and y'all making a lot of money. Just go ahead and enjoy that. Quit, you know, Mm -hmm. leave the street stuff alone. The street stuff is why he's where he is, you know? Yeah. You know what I can't understand? You know, know, Will, let me follow up on that real quick because my brother is, he absolutely right. You know what I mean? But I want to, I want to even compliment what he's saying because if you think about 
the power of a man that planted this seed. You know what I mean? This this was a big deal that took place where Kanye and Drake was concerned, and he planted the seed behind bars. You know what I mean? The seed was planted. We fertilized it. We watered it. You know what I mean? But the seed was planted, and, and if you think about if he can plant a seed, think how much more he can do free. You know what I mean? He was able, this was, this was, a, this was one of the biggest concerts in the world, in the history of, of hip-hop concerts. And, and the purpose behind it was... The history of concerts. Yeah. This I mean... Concerts, period. Concerts, period. You yeah. know what I mean? But the purpose, you know, we, we gave over half a million dollars, man, to, to prison reforms. Don't nobody go in nobody town and do no show and give nothing. You know what I mean? We gave this, you know what I mean, to around the world, not just in L.A., but around the world. We gave this. We, you know, that example was a powerful example starting from the top. You know what I mean? So for them to witness, like Larry said, peace being made between, then their example for the youth to look up to and whatnot. And to me, the most important piece was to bring about focus and information to the youth and everybody about the legalities where the law was concerned. The first step act, you know what I mean? That that he qualify right now because I want the world to see how the judge and how the United States of America laws work concerning our people. I want to put them on notice that we watching. And and that's why it was on Amazon and that's why it was in households around the world because we want everybody to look and see what happened. Right. Right. Is there some type of a foundation that, that people can contact, an organization that they can contact uh to, to get at the movement or join the movement or you know, support um, the movement, donate? What you can go to the um to the Larry Hoover project and stay abreast of what we paying attention to and dealing with as far as prison reform, you know, at this point, it it's nothing that the people can do but stay vigilant right now with um was saying that he 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 deserves to come home, that he deserves to be a part of society and that we all agree that it's unfair with what's going on. Like there's nothing else that um at this point that they can do for him. Is there you an active I mean? petition out there, like change.org or something like that? Um, nah, we don't have an active petition at this point. You know, right now it's all in the hands of the attorneys trying to get something together for the judge. It's all up to the judge. His life depends on how the judge feels about the situation. Because as far as the law is concerned, he's clear, free to go. But it's all up to another man <clears throat> to decide whether he believes as though he deserves it. Yeah. Yeah. One thing we know is the creator is in control of all the hearts. So whatever he chooses to do where that man's heart is concerned is going to be done. But, you know, speaking of, you know, uh, my brother, Mr. Hoover's heart, then you can't talk about his heart without talking about Miss Hoover. And, I would like to uh, salute her because 
in the midst of this whole journey, I've been watching her. You know, I've been watching her and I've been seeing, uh, uh, I've been inspired, I've been motivated, you know, because the strength that he, she has shown where he is concerned and where all the attacks, you know what I mean, from the feds to you name it. And she has withstood all the test of times when it came to stand down with him. And if it's, I call her a virtuous woman, right? You know, I mean, that's like the highs of the high. She's a virtuous woman. And, uh, you know, if any man would ever dream of having one as strong as her, then he would hit the lottery because, mm-hmm. you know, that that I have witnessed, trust me, she deserve all those accolades. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's a beautiful note right there to, I, I was going to say, Thank yeah, you, but I brother. just feel like we're going to continue this. Mm-hmm. I believe I, I believe this is going to be, uh, it's going to be a follow-up. It's going to be ongoing for sure. It's definitely ongoing. Yeah, man. Yeah, because we're going to come back here when he's free. Y'all going to have an opportunity to interview him. That would be beautiful, man. Yeah. That would be crazy. Man. That'd be insane. Yeah. Hey, thank thank you all for coming on the show. Hey, loyalty for life. Loyalty (laughs) for life. We have no other way. Yeah. For life. We're drinking water today. Free Larry Who. Free Larry Who. Free my father. Free my Free our fathers. There it is. Yeah. This episode was produced by A-King and brought to you by the Black Effect Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, cheap Caribbean vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to reuse hotels and resorts and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Give yourself a delicious escape from the afternoon with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies.